table. I'm Soren. And I'm Katie. This week in the Rose Garden, we're talking to... Who are you? I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be a like newbie uh, player at the table with our good friend Emily, who at this point isn't necessarily like super new to the table. I'm still pr- pretty newbie. But she considers herself she new thinks to she's the table. new. Which is fair. Like you could be playing it for a while and then think, mm-hmm. no, I don't know anything still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we uh, have some questions that we'll be working through, but it's also just like a conversation. So yeah, there's we're no just real hanging. Just hanging out. Um so Emily. Yeah. When did you start playing? <laughs> I it's got to be like a, what was that? A year and a half ago maybe? Something like that, right? It was it the was, middle of Grant's campaign. Right, the middle of was Grant's that not campaign. 2 years ago? That. Was it? I thought it was like two or three. I asked Sam this the other day, and I have already forgotten the answer. We experienced a COVID, so. (laughs) I feel like Grant's campaign, because we were finishing Sam's first campaign during COVID, because we did our last session in our garage, um, so that we could be more spread out. So that would have been in 2020. So then. It's probably about two years then. About-ish, yeah. Okay. She coming yeah. up on two and a half. Yeah, I'm a little a little D and D toddler. It's a toddling role player. <laughs> give us a description. I thought you were gonna say give us a strength check. Yeah, I was go like, ahead I don't have any dice. Wisdom check. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, no. Tell us about your characters that you've played so far. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my first character, um, her name was Ayla Derma. And as a new D&D babe, mm-hmm. um, just hopping into the middle of a campaign, I had no idea what was going on, sure. anything about anything, <laughs> right. um, and just the worlds of opportunities. <laughs> and I tried to pick the weirdest combinations. So she was an Earth... Genasi, Genasi, Genasi Rogue. Uh-huh. Great. So she, and like this was at the time of Mandalorian. Sure. So think Gina Carano okay. in sure, yeah. Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. But made out of rocks. An and <laughs> an assassin. There you go. Yeah. Um, and her role, because I knew nothing about the world building, the story, the plot, nothing, was just pure, unadulterated chaos. Uh, and I now realize that this was not kind to Grant necessarily, sure. uh, but I had the best time poked buttons, man. poking buttons, pushing boundaries, just like really testing his abilities for uh, improvisation and how to deal with me, <laughs> particularly. I was like, like, I like to keep to myself for the most part so uh for this one we're gonna send it we're just going for it it's like the uh the video that's popular right now the little girl saying i'm the whole problem (laughs) that was me i was the whole whole problem um but it was a great time that makes me think of uh how to train your dragon where stoic hiccups dad he goes no more of 
this. (laughs) Thank you just gestured to all of me. She was fully the comedic relief of every (laughs) scene. Yeah. That was awesome. She ate like a pail of sand. Yeah. Because I went full tilt with the Earth Genasi. Yeah. But like I only ate rocks. Yeah. And that became a comedic bit. Yeah. Um, she there was like an NPC that like tried to hit on Aloderma and she fully just like bullied him. Yeah, because also no one knew, but I was playing it as like a butch lesbian like gym teacher kind of vibe. So she sure. was not interested at all. So some like was it like softer Miss Trunchbull or do you think like full on Trunchbull? Like full Trunchbull. Trunch mixed with John Wick. Like was the vibe. <laughs> She was a character. Yeah, that was... Uh, now I feel like we need to... <laughs> I need to... Did you ever have, like, art done of her? Or did I you ever did doodle a her? Sketch. Okay, I have to see that sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and for this campaign mm-hmm. that we're currently in, I really toned it back. Huh. <laughs> I got that out of my system. So now I play Kiri, who is, like, a young teen druid half elf elfa elf um and she's just a cute little cute little sprout sack of beans yeah um (laughs) and she's very much like a younger version of me Mm -hmm. um or like a little sister Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so she's just the innocent happy um well not right now <laughs> but in general like Ideally. yeah because Aloderma, her backstory was like i took inspiration from kill bill oh for God. the backstory so like her parents were horribly murdered right in front of her as yeah, a child I do that. um so like i went the full tilt horrible tragic backstory with right. her to give right. her a reason right. to be a murderous right. assassin yeah um yeah and to not blink an eye at torturing somebody for information, even though it wasn't necessary. Right. Um, but Kiri had just, like, a good childhood. Yeah. And she still is very much a child. Yeah. So everything that she's dealing with in this campaign is, like, the first time that she's dealt with something that's mm-hmm. hard or tragic mm-hmm. or, like, things beyond herself. Right. Um, so it's an extremely different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good... It's a good change. Yeah. So yeah, like, that's she's a right sweet now. little nugget. Yeah. She's yeah. so fun to. It's fun to watch you play her, and it's fun to watch you make decisions because there's still plenty of like little baby chaos seeds in Kiri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because she's a teen, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Like, well, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did you start playing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I started playing, and it's a little simply because my friends were doing it Mm -hmm. like i'm not yet jump off that bridge yeah um (laughs) i was not one that like consumed a whole bunch of D &D media sure like i've heard of critical role and all those Mm -hmm. but i didn't watch any of it Mm -hmm. like and a little bit of the hipster part of me was like this is popular now i'm not gonna (laughs) Hell I'm yeah. not gonna uh-huh. get in there. Hell yeah, Batman. Um, but like, my dad played it when he was a kid. Oh sure. So you're kidding? No, Jeff played D and D. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, in the '80s, like in the original. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, oh my goodness. So like, I grew up hearing him talk about it. Sure. That he did that with his friends. Mm-hmm. 
but at that point it was the like rebellious thing because right. the, the satanic Satan. panic yeah, yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing so they were little rebels mm-hmm. for playing right. D&D right. Um, but, worshipping Satine yeah yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah then all my actor friends were just having a good time without me um, and so we ended up doing a one shot oh yeah so that was my actual first that was the one where we like played ourselves right i was was i at that i think so did sam give us letters yeah yes yes i have that letter still i read it on days that are bad no (laughs) it made me cry yeah yeah (laughs) did you hear that sam he'll get you yeah he'll get you big big old ballin we we played ourselves as D &D characters so like Sam helped us pick classes that kind of aligned with our personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was a monk. Yeah. I, re- I remember that. What were you, Soren? Do you remember? I was the villain-ish. So I was like, I think I might have been a wizard. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But honest like to God, thing. like when we when we did that one shot, I was not like as into improv with D&D as I am now. And oh. so Sam had asked me like, Hey, you want to come in, like, be the pseudo, like, villain who's obsessed with, like, TikTok and technology. Basically, mm. like, be the squib from Be More Chill in mm, a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, that sounds like so much fun. Um, but I wish that I had, like, been into improv a little bit sure. more. Because, like, I look back at that and I'm like, oh, I missed so many opportunities to be an absolute goon. But it was so fun. Right. It, was, it was a great time. Yeah. Were you a druid? No, I was a human fighter. Right, you were a gunslinger. Oh, yeah! That, of course you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That tracks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my first, like, dip in the toe in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the group of friends that I knew was already right. playing. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just inserted myself. I'm doing this now. But, like, I want to be part of this. I'm involved. Yeah. well along those lines then what kept you like returning to the table like what hooked you because what other opportunity do you have as an adult to play pretend with your friends i mean (laughs) unless they're your youth like unless they're your children children. but like with friends who are your age right 100 i mean to that point even like playing pretend with your kids is like okay mommy's the patient what kind of (laughs) doctor's visit am i attending and this pretend is like who's gonna cry today (laughs) like you know what i mean like what kind of emotional baggage can we let out are you strong enough to hit me therapy yeah 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 Yeah. that's fair who can i take a hit at today but in a fun way yeah can i be (laughs) passive aggressive can we like can I just mm-hmm. skip the passive, be aggressive? <laughs> like <laughs> try on new things. And we, yeah. we've talked about that plenty, like on the podcast, which mm-hmm. is like you can try on new hats of personalities and see if it's like, oh, that's something I've never really experienced before. Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What surprised you about playing? Um, I think personally, because I don't consider myself an actor at all. Sure. Sure. I feel that. And I came into it with the, like, these are all my actor friends doing this. Right, sure. And so I was anticipating everyone being, like, 
really like in it on the role play all the time and that i would be like not at the same level because like not an actor introvert yeah um but it surprised me how much i enjoyed role playing Mm. and like how natural it was for me to get into a character when i'm not usually that in any other facet Mm -hmm. so that was surprising okay um just the like ease yeah okay would you say that like because because your friends were there and they were all doing it did that make it feel easier or did that make it more stressful for you if it were like it is nightmare fuel for me (laughs) thinking of people that join tables of like random people that is nightmare fuel i could not (laughs) um but the epitome of a safe space of like these are all my friends yeah I can be a goofball and yeah. no one's going to care. I can fuck up and they'll like help me figure yeah. it out. I can do a really, really terrible accent <laughs> and no one's going to bat an eye. You're right. So. Oh, oh that's goodness. really funny. Uh, what was the hardest thing to pick up? Um, everything. Sure. When you, <laughs> when you start, there's just so many options yeah, for literally everything. Mm-hmm. From character building like picking race class and then backstory Mm -hmm. but then in game trying to remember what all tools you have at your disposal right so whether that's actions in combat or character choices outside of combat or the options you have with talking to your dm about where you want to go with things Mm -hmm. like there's just so many options that trying to hold everything in your brain palace at the same time is just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the hardest to like pick up and be able to move with seamlessly through the session. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a video that like Jenny D was talking about playing D and D with her parents <laughs> and she showed these super cool like cheat sheets she made them. And I think, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. She like went ahead and built her characters for her parents in this scenario. It like, it made sense for her parents. Um, she let them make some decisions, but she went ahead and like picked features that she think would like work really well for their character. And she just like did that loadout for them, Mm -hmm. gave them the sheet and then gave them a supplementary sheet of like, this is what, like this particular type of action does it hits really hard like Mm -hmm. made a list of those things and i was like oh that's kind of like some of the stuff that we like are trying to make on the podcast like some of our digital stuff Mm -hmm. and stuff that i'd love to do more of Mm -hmm. do you think that would have been helpful for you initially like training wheels yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) essentially but like here let's pare down the options that you have so you can focus on just a couple Mm -hmm. and that you don't neglect the things that are potentially useful just because they get lost in the sauce somewhere um yeah training wheels i think would be really helpful because i think that's why in the first campaign i went just balls to the wall because (laughs) buck ass wild yeah so many options i'm picking the the craziest (laughs) 
because why not? Like, if you have all of them, of course, I'm going to pick what I deem to be the coolest or the weirdest or the most unique. But then it ends up kind of pigeonholing you in different ways. Sure. Yeah, because then you feel like you're stuck in this, like, well, I've been like this the whole time. So, like, my character, there might be some times where I'm like, my character's a little one-dimensional. Like, you know, I'm always going to pick the crazy thing. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, I think for a first experience, like that's that's totally okay. But like as you grow, yeah, it's interesting it. because usually the pattern is your first character is you in D anD D. Oh, and that's then a your good second point. character Whoa. is the balls to the walls one, and you just flipped it and reversed it. <laughs> and she was it. like, "No, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna do the crazy ass thing first, Whoa. and then rein it in." You really oh, did like throw the spaghetti at the wall, though, and you like found out what stuck. Yeah. But if I were to go back, things that would just make more sense, if I were to do that character again Mm -hmm. in a way that made more sense, Mm -hmm. like, she would have made a whole lot more sense as a barbarian than a rogue. Right. Um, Because, like, I never played her sneaky because she was so just out there and aggressive that, yeah, a barbarian would have been great, made much more sense and would have and would have worked so much better in the like combat situations right yeah absolutely yeah that'd be really cool to like even if you don't use her to like rebuild her in a barbarian Mm -hmm. like format and like see what you could adjust to make her like optimized you know what Mm -hmm. i mean right yeah that's really cool with that in mind what do you wish somebody would have told you about role-playing games and D &D and all that before Uh you started i just wish there would have been a like disclaimer that you don't have to have it all figured out right away mm. and so like on it mm. like i feel like mm. there's some internal pressure in the middle of a session to like do everything quickly have everything prepared right off rip like there shouldn't be any downtime or if there's downtime and it's your turn then like everyone's waiting on you and and they want to get to their part and Mm -hmm. so i think there's even if it's not from any external source that it's like someone no one else is making you feel that way but the internal pressure is that there's like you have to be with it um and that's not really the case, right. especially if you're playing with friends. Like mm-hmm. people are patient; right. it's fine. We're all ha- just like hanging out. Like that's the point right. of the mm-hmm. session like, is to spend time with friends. Yeah, but so I could agree. I, I think I felt that way too. Like when I first started playing, and I was fortunate also enough to like play with a bunch of friends to start out. But yeah, it's this like there is a little bit of like an overwhelming like. I have to know what I'm doing and I have to know everything that they know. And if I don't, then I'm wasting everybody's time. Mm-hmm. And that could be a little like personal. Cause I definitely put that pressure on myself, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well <laughs> as a new player, if you were to try to bring someone else into our group, even though you probably shouldn't because we have 10 people, um, what aside from like the lack of pressure, uh, that you would want them to feel, what else would you tell them? Like, how would you pitch? How would you pitch the game? Or, secondary question, like, how would you prepare them for the first session? Um, I'm not sure how I would 
pitch it. Sure. Because I didn't really need a pitch. Right. Like, like in itself. You just got shepherd hooked into the room. (laughs) Just the premise itself is enough to get me in there. That is the pitch. Like, the the mentality of like playing a video game as a group Mm -hmm. in your noodle Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) is great to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I were to bring someone else in, that's a complete newbie. Mm -hmm. I would probably like give them a buddy. Mm, Like a little mentor. Yeah. Like in addition to some like training wheels, but have them with a friend Mm -hmm. that can like, it is, like maybe the most senior person in the group, sure. That like really knows their stuff, mm-hmm. and they're cool with like, go like scaffolding aside, right? New person, and like it is their job right. for at least a while to assist them, so right. that they're not feeling like they're completely on their own with mm-hmm. all the decisions yeah. or having to like do anything simply by themselves because it is so so overwhelming yeah that's not unlike how um like how you've helped claire come into the party katie i truthfully like that's when we were bringing claire and she was like i'm interested in doing this i was like i think i probably would have liked the same thing as a starting person like just somebody to sit with me and be like okay what is that And and so like I still use Katie for that. <laughs> that first that first game that Claire was in our our group, there was like immediately a combat. <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, baby doesn't know how to use combat yet." And so like I went across the room and sat with her. Uh, baby's first combat. And and I Time to die. Thought about it like in retrospect, that particular combat, I honest to god kind of did everything for her aside from she rolled the dice like Mm -hmm. anytime there was a Mm -hmm. roll i let her do that but i was like okay now we're gonna attack and we're gonna do this mainly so that like she could feel the flow of it and there was like Mm -hmm. no decision making Mm -hmm. she didn't have to make a single decision Mm -hmm. and my thought kind of was in retrospect coming from that like the next session if there was another combat i would sit with her again but then kind of let her steer the ship so to speak yeah, yep and uh-huh. that's and, funny yeah, considering because yeah <laughs> she's a pirate um <laughs> let let her control her own combat but then make recommendations or yeah. if she has questions answer those questions and from there like continue to like back up a little bit and right. let her do yeah. her thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because i think there's a whole lot of pressure to also make the correct decision. Right. Yes. Um, when there are like 12 correct because right. you have options. Mm-hmm. But I totally get that like there is a wrong one and I'm going to make it on accident yeah. and I'm going to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and her instance was a little bit unique that she came in as like the antagonist. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah a little but bit. I think like if you are part of the protagonist group mm-hmm. your actions also impact how the combat goes for other people, for other people. Yes. and so you're really worried about making a decision that will negatively impact another character as somebody who has played a cleric that is like <laughs> a thing that particularly <laughs> has come up and i this has been on critical role also it's like as a cleric, I have offensive spells, 
buffs, <laughs> all of that, and like healing and stuff like that. I heard that is like I have offensive spells. Off, like off. I, I know offense. you're saying the right word. Okay, you're great. 100. I was like, I like to just like offend people. I want to piss people off, <laughs> no, but offensive. I could. <laughs> hit someone with a you know spiritual weapon right or i could heal somebody right and <laughs> like or i could give bless out to and help other people's roles go better mm-hmm. and you know people made fun of Laura Bailey as Jester for like never being a cleric and just hitting people a lot with her like guiding <laughs> bolts and stuff like that um <laughs> but it is it's hard it's like do i use my turn to do big damage or do i use my turn to support someone to support else, someone else yeah. and with the understanding that either one could be a low roll and not right. be very beneficial and not be helpful mm-hmm. yeah i was um as, like once you're getting to the end of talking about that i started thinking about when tj and i are playing co-op in um genshin mm-hmm. a lot of the times um I think just naturally I like lean into being more of the support role mm-hmm. and um, TJ is also very good at building his character. So he has some really good like DPS characters who can mm-hmm. do a lot of big damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I switch into like a shield or support role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like part of the, it's, it's a little bit faster than like D and D combat, but mm-hmm. it's that real time of like, is my shield up? Am I actually giving them the support they need? Right. And like not focusing on my damage, mm-hmm. but like when I'm playing D and D and I have all those options in front of me, I'm not thinking about like my hotkeys and my switches that can do that stuff quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I see all of it in front of me and I'm like, 12 options. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. 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 Well, and there's the like consideration, especially in combat, that you don't know what everyone else is planning to do. Yeah. yeah. So you could try to like assist someone else, but that's not what they were planning for. Sure. And so it's wasted. Right. Yeah. Or like, is it more beneficial because you don't know how much health a combatant has Mm -hmm. if it's better to just like try to get them out of the picture as soon as possible Uh or to support other people to like keep them in the fight for longer like there's just so many unknowns that it is stressy i was watching i think it was foresighted dive for critical role um a couple weeks ago and they had a mighty nine live show where all of their characters were level 20 so this is a a group of characters that they played for like a full campaign and then they brought them back for like this live show sort of one shot and they were all level 20 but they had all been playing as these characters for so many years that they like they work well together just like a a a team of like sports or whatever like that is is a thing that comes with time yeah and i feel like we as a table have not the closest we got i think was sam's campaign to like playing characters for an extended period of time together kind of a thing where you start to learn like okay Soren likes to do these things. So I know if I want to buff her, I can give this, you know, like you start to learn people's patterns and those first, you know, I don't know, 10 levels of, of playing together is just like, everyone's trying to do stuff and nobody knows what anybody else is doing. Do a thing. I, I do a thing. Right. Good job. Right. And I, I think that's part of what's cool about it though, is that if you can maintain a long-term campaign, 
you learn what people tend to do and then by the you know level 20 not only do your your characters like super duper strong but you also have been playing long enough that you work together as a team Mm -hmm. better than you did at level five which like canonically tracks you know like that That makes sense (laughs) Um, what do you think out of all of the aspects of D D? what is like your favorite like if you could do just one of the things what's your absolute lore and world building damn okay i was not expecting that say more i you talk but i was just i was going to just like tiny comment and say like i am not shocked (laughs) so i because there have been times like in between the first campaign that i was a part of and the Mm -hmm. second Mm -hmm. like i had the brief thought of like i would like to dm like I would oh, love, okay. but I'm not. You heard it here first. No, <laughs> she's like, wait, no, no I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not good enough at like rolling with the punches mm-hmm. in real time sure. to actually do that. Sure. So, but what was behind that thought was I loved like setting up the structure and the premise yeah. and the like environment Mm -hmm. for the group to play in Mm -hmm. so the part that we're in like in the campaign right now Mm -hmm. i love learning about the world so much and like interacting with the environment and all the npcs and how they interact with each other Mm -hmm. um like that is my jam Mm -hmm. because i love the story of it and the fantasy Mm -hmm. um and the kind of almost like writing cinematic aspect of it yeah (laughs) um and that we just get to play in yeah like it just fleshes out everything and makes it so much more fun and impactful to move through the world and so that is my favorite part have you ever played the game or heard of the game um called uh, a quiet year no okay well i want to play it with you really bad Uh, so it is literally a world building game mm -hmm. and the idea is i think there are multiple lanes that you can choose when you play this game but i've seen a lot of people um play it and then after the world is built they play a campaign in it so it's Mm -hmm. a co-op group is building the world Mm -hmm. you get to make a map you get to like create uh like geographical areas in the map there are weird like um events that happen um i played it once and we ended up making a spaceship that looked like a shrimp like that (laughs) shrimp ship um but it's that kind of stuff where you get to create this this world with your friends and then you could play in it yeah because even like I love playing Kiri mm-hmm. because she's just like just a sweet little like facet. Um, but what I love even more is thinking about her role in the larger story sure. that we are like collaboratively building. Mm-hmm. That's, deep, That's like Damn. the chef's kiss <laughs> of this. That's great. That I'm, is lit. I, yeah. Why Why was that surprising? 
Uh, just because, like, my options in my head are combat or role playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like, no, see, I played option. a rock first. Right? <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I, I'm not surprised that you like storytelling yeah. or the like uh, detailed parts of the story. It's more just like I just didn't consider that to be an option. Is she gonna say combat or role playing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like social time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that's great. I also thoroughly enjoy that part. That's part of the reason why I like Critical Role so much mm-hmm. is because it is rot with lore. Like, <laughs> and it's and it's a homebrewed world. Yeah. So like nobody knows what this world includes aside from Matt Mercer. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've I also like this and I hope someday we can experience this they've been playing in the same world across three campaigns. Mm -hmm. So the world Mm -hmm. has just continued to expand and expand and expand. And they've like met characters from their first campaign and their third campaign and stuff like that. So like someday I would love to do something like that where it's like, not only is the world, you know, big and you know, our characters are, but small pieces in a large moving Mm -hmm. thing, but then it's like even more fleshed out. And it feels lived in because you've had characters previously you have lived in, in it, you know, for in so long. Parts different times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love someday to just like world build and then have someone else DM, DM it. <laughs> we like, can, I wanna, I wanna we can make that happen. <laughs> I We will make yeah. it happen. I'm not sure our group would be because I would love to do a like horror. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Um, and I'm not sure that's right for our group, but I would say love more to about eventually. what that sounds like for you. What does um, horror yeah, include? Do, do more words about that. So inspired by, I'm not sure if either of you have heard of this or listened to it, but the Magnus Archives. I think I've heard the phrase. Continue. It's a very, uh, it's a podcast. Like it's a serialized story through podcast mm-hmm. form. And I highly recommend it is a chef's kiss of storytelling um especially in an audio format Mm -hmm. but it kind of takes the theme of that like there's a personification of everything that everyone is afraid of oh okay like a boggart yeah like there's a like (sighs) trying to pare this down to something that's (laughs) like uh conveyable yeah (laughs) the like there is essentially a god of the fear of spiders kind of a thing that's did you hear that terrible for me (laughs) (laughs) and like she is the like the spinner of webs and so she like wants to pull more people into her that are afraid and just like feed off of that fear so like the the fear like gives her strength or like okay. yeah okay. yeah well and all welcome. of these gods are like <laughs> vying for power okay to be like the the most powerful the nightmare king yeah or there's <laughs> like there was one that's um like a fear of insecurity Ooh. that feeds off Great. of people in like gyms or <laughs> plastic surgery centers or whatever and they present as like hodgepodge like frankenstein sort of uh situations Mm -hmm. but the plot line is that there's a group of 
people that are trying to prevent these from coming to power and like ending the world sure. into a state of perpetual chaos and death. Wow. Hell. Yeah. But like on a, <laughs> yeah. right, right. <laughs> um so it's like uh trying to find certain artifacts that will stop the rituals that will um cool. that kind of thing. I could get down with something like that. It's um it's when it if it heads into extremely violent and extremely graphically violent that like I struggle with yeah, horror. No. I'm like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Let's rock, baby. As long as we can yeah. watch Disney Channel or something after. Yeah, I just I just good. need I need a cat a palate cleanser or I will be in bed like <laughs> Well, yeah, cuz I the think whole there thing, are spiders in my ceiling. And I'm I'm not doing it justice. I suggest everyone listen to it. It yeah, has like yeah, fully yeah. concluded at this point. So like okay. it is a whole unit unit and I've been meaning to like go and re-listen cuz cool. it's Oh, it's stunning. Um, Rusty Quill just does a Is beautiful... That the main writer? Cool. Mm-hmm. Just do a beautiful job. Um, but... Yeah. I would love to do some kind of, like, Scooby-Doo campaign. I'm totally oh. shifting gears, but, like, oh, okay. hearing you talk about <laughs> that made me think about... Have you heard of the podcast Lore? I feel like if anyone has, it's you. I, I've heard of it. I haven't, like, I also it. highly recommend... Mm-hmm. Um, some of his earlier episodes are a little bit um, less polished. Um, so, like, I recommend looking at the remastered episodes, but he is an amazing storyteller. He tells a lot. He talks about the intersectionality between, um, like, spooky, scary, haunted, and historical. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of that. One of my favorite episodes he did was talking about the ghost stories that exist around lighthouses and, mm-hmm. like, the coast of Maine and, like, how treacherous, like, the water mm-hmm. is there and the people who've lived in the lighthouses. But I feel like you would eat that shit up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe horror is the wrong no, I think word. that would be. I mean, it technically would be. Yeah, very tied but, to fear. But you're not talking yeah, about. But like, it's not like constantly like slasher or. It's right. not. It would, it's yeah, psychological horror. Yeah, yeah. What's the What's the show I'm looking for? Evil Dead. You're not talking about like Evil Dead no, horror. Right. Yeah. No. It's just like the. I'm gonna mess you up right here. Come here. Yeah. Give me your brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Jordan peel your head. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think this, what this tells me is that, uh, an episode in the future should be playing a quiet ear. Yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily. It might need to be multiple sessions. Sure. Cause it's a, it's a yeah, multi-part right. series, but I love it. Good fashion show. Just... Fashion show. <laughs> fashion show at lunch. <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, sorry. Please to bring Caden in too there you go because Caden led the first time I played oh, it nice. and he is a very like oh I love that idea okay okay yeah, like, what over yes here? man what are we mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. <laughs> great well love a yes and keep keep an eye out for that Caden uh, hit us up in the comments <laughs> if you think that's a good idea um and if He's not don't that up. <laughs> and don't at me if I butchered a synopsis of Meg's archives please not. you're fine <laughs> Get uh, that insecurity gun out of here. Do Listen you have, Soren, the uh, lightning round questions from our previous interviews with our husbands? Are they in a notebook? I, I, if they were anywhere, <laughs> they would be in there. Shuffle, shuffle, scram, scramble. I re- okay, I've got some. Okay. I've got okay. some. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Current favorite spell. Oh, yeah. Um, I love call lightning. Mm, yeah, so that's bad. very good. Is that literally repeatable. just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And just... <laughs> I love lightning <laughs> spells. Sure. Uh, favorite drink? Oh. <laughs> favorite drinkity? What are you uh, drinking today? <laughs> what I'm drinking today is not my favorite drink. That's it tastes true. like chapstick. Why do you get it? <laughs> because the... The, the onset. The, okay. There's... <laughs> Like the front taste is like mm, good gingerbread drink. The aftertaste is chapstick. So I'm rocking with the first fifty percent. Okay. Um and just dealing with the second fifty percent. Right. Um but my favorite drink is probably just a good old mocha. Like I am mm-hmm. I'm a sloot for a good double mocha. <laughs> Where my mocha salutes at. That was probably real cute. Yeah, the, all three of us doing that. That would be the title card. <laughs> We're all married, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, we don't have anyone to impress anymore. Nope, uh, just my squishmallows. And then number one. Okay, wow. <laughs> We're getting wild at the end of this. I'm uh, so glad I handed that to you. <laughs> like one phrase, yeah. Tip for people who want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Nike, folks. Hey, we are um, allegedly. I don't know what word we need to say. We are not taking Nike's intellectual no. property. Oh, I was just do it. Also not sponsored. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, just oh. do it. Yeah. Just I was not it. ready for you to make do that. your dreams come true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, you might not have this, and if you don't, that's fine. Do you have a catchphrase? What would be your personal catchphrase? I feel like I'm the worst person to answer this. Mm, okay. Cody likes to impersonate me. That's sure. my husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm always caught off guard by the impersonations, but they are so accurate <laughs> that I feel seen. Yeah. Um, if you don't think of it, I have one for you. Sh- Gimme. <laughs> if you've ever wondered why does Katie do that so much, it's, it's because Emily. of Emily. <laughs> <laughs> that and like I click. I oh click yes, yeah. Do you do that to all your animals? One hundred percent. And just in places it does not. Look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have those like idle noises. Vocal at least stimming all the time. At least I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Emily's catchphrase is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or calling things just wild. That's wild. That's wild. That That's wild. Is. That's you wild. also get that yeah. from her, don't you? I have a bunch of catchphrases I steal from you too, yeah. so I, I feel that. And chances are, if you stole them from me, you've probably stolen from Emily. Stolen from Emily. That's fair. We have been together for so much of our lives that at this it's, point we just. Uh, I know for sure person. that one of them is yeah dog. Yeah dog. Yeah dog. Yeah dog. Um, I'll think of others, but that one's probably my favorite. Thank you. That I steal. <laughs> I almost said yeah dog for me, but I think that's one I stole from you. Uh-huh. It's hard to know at this uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. We're just we share a noodle. <laughs> that's it for us this week. <laughs> Uh, thanks to thanks for spending time with us today. Also, thanks to Noah Trumbull for the use of our theme song. Uh, you can find all of his stuff in the doobly-doo. Yeah, and 
his band Pearl Parade. Shout out Noah. They just released an album. Oh yeah. So go Would check it out on Spotify. Out. Pearl Parade. It's called Pearly Whites. It's very very good and fun. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Did nope. You? You're okay. next. Sweet. Well, if you're enjoying this show, there are a few things we'd love if you do. So first, leave us a review because reviews help people find us. Um, <laughs> we're doing motions. Yeah. Reviews <laughs> help people find us. Um, and then second, if you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And um, on YouTube now. And our... <gasps> At this point, you already done know that. Um, <laughs> but lastly, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, um, and uh, just stay up to date on everything we're doing. We are most active on Instagram. That word was not coming out of my head. We're most active on Instagram. We love to have a little bit of fun over there with y'all. Um, but we also post on Facebook and Twitter. And that's where you can find our link tree to get things like uh, the our role-playing reference guide. Role- role-playing reference guide and the very important backstory uh, downloadables so that you too can build your own D&D character. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also want to hear from you. Um, did something come up in today's conversation with Emily that made you think? Do you have suggestions about what you want us to talk about? Uh, literally, I'm like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> if you have something you think you want us to talk about, you got to tell us. Okay. I want to hear a history of D&D. I, it's in it's, it's a, a plan it's in the queue for okay. sure um and this is the thing i spoke with my father the other day hi michael and he was like <laughs> i have notes and he gave me a list of ideas and oh, yeah. i actually like there it's a little bit of a running joke in the family of like learning time with dad um but also like legit like grateful because the two of us can only come up with so many ideas and we can talk ourselves out of a lot of ideas also so if yes. there's actually something that you think you're like gosh i wish they would just talk about this one thing you gotta tell us yeah because okay. the insecurity god will say that's dumb and are you smart enough to talk about that not most of the time no but if I have resources and know that you want to hear it, I will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so you can DM us on any of our social media platforms, but you can also send us an email uh, and we'll respond as quickly as we can. It's C-H-R-O-M-A-R-O-S-E-S at gmail.com. It's all lowercase. Please, for the love of God, send us stuff. <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay. <laughs> Um, we can't wait to hear from you, but this has been Chromatic Roses. I'm Soren. And I'm Katie. I don't know what our sign-off is, but I'm going to say, Mommy Those Hobbies. Kayla.